You're in a Fenestration Conversation, where Canada's window and door industry talks about the things that matter to our businesses. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi everyone, Pat Flannery here. Today I was joined by Dan Parrish of the Fenestration and Glazing Industry Alliance. He is the chairman there. And David Goldsmith from Plygem. He is the chairman of Fenestration BC. Uh, the occasion for our talk was the joining of these two organizations. Uh, Fenestration BC has become a region of the FGIA, and uh, this is sort of a big move uh, for Canada, uh, for the uh, glazing industry and window and door manufacturers in uh, British Columbia, and uh, and for the FGIA. It's uh, uh, an official move into uh, into Canada and uh, and uh, taking over of a, of a region there, uh, and uh, possibly with uh, more to come down the road, who knows. Uh, at any rate, hope you uh, enjoy my conversation with uh, Dan and David. Um, we get into uh, just why uh, this happened, uh, some of the history and the background uh, that's led to this, um, and uh, what the outlook is going forward for uh, British Columbia uh, glass and window and door uh, people and manufacturers and dealers. Thanks. All right, folks, uh, I'm here with Dan Parrish. Uh, he is the chairman of the Fenestration and Glazing Industry Alliance, the FGIA, uh, great partners of uh, Glass Canada Magazine. And uh, also here with uh, Dave Goldsmith, uh, he is, uh, I believe, the chairman of uh, Fenestration BC, uh, and uh, Dan uh, works at Pella on his day job, and uh, David works at uh, Plygem, and uh, they have uh, joined us uh, today, joined me today, to uh, and you, to talk about uh, the uh, breaking news. Uh, we don't do breaking news uh, here at Glass Canada very often, but uh, we, we sort of have some that uh, Fenestration BC has announced that it's going to become a region of uh, the FGIA, uh, which, is a, which is a big shift. And we want to talk about all of that and, uh, and, and maybe delve a bit into the, the reasons why and what things are going to look like going forward and, and a little bit of what things have looked like in the past and, and how that's going to change. So first of all, I want to welcome Dan and Dave. And uh, Dan, why don't you start us off and uh, just give a little uh, introduction of yourself, your your background, and uh, and what you're doing for FGIA these days. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's a pleasure to be with you today, Patrick. Um, my name is Dan Parrish. I've been with Palo Windows and Doors for 21 years now. Um, currently, engineering manager for design insurance and external affairs at Palo. And I have the privilege of serving FGIA on the board currently as chairman. Um, and we are excited about the new alliance between FGIA and FENBC. Great. And David, same question yes. to you. Yeah, well, I have 32 years of experience in this industry uh, with, with Plygem Canada, which we were formerly Gino Windows and Doors, privately owned out of Calgary, and became a part of Plygem, which then became a part of Cornerstone Building Brands. Uh, so uh, they, they officially say I'm a 30-year employee of, of, of Plygem. <laughs> oh, good. I, but, ho I hope they kept the pension going. Uh, oh, yeah, the pension. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those fat government pensions. That, yes. No, uh, no and, and so um, about 10 years ago, I started volunteering on industry associations. 
and uh, I now serve uh, at Fenestration Canada and at FanBC. FanBC uh, about three years ago, the 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 board chair uh, became vacant, and I stuck up my hand and volunteered, and uh, haven't looked back since. It, so so we've we've identified the masochist uh, in the in the industry is uh, Dave Goldsmith. He uh, never never saw a. Uh, a, a, a board meeting he didn't want to be part of and uh, <laughs> or education <laughs> meeting <laughs> yeah yeah <Patrick. laughs> we, we call that meeting addiction and it's yeah. uh it's a terrible scourge uh that uh, some people are afflicted with no Dave, you know your 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 help and your input on these things has 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 always been great i've i've you know well, I, actually i got into the industry about the same time you did about 10 years ago and uh and uh you know i know you've been been very active in, in giving these these uh these folks a, a lot of help and, uh, and and information so it's uh it's nice to nice to see the involvement um let let's go let i, I guess let's go back before we go forward um Dan, tell us a little bit about the about the history of the FGIA and 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 how 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 you guys have been structured, um, I, I guess in the past and and maybe where it all comes from. Yeah, so we've had a lot of changes here recently in the last few years. Um, so FGA was formerly two organizations, uh, AMA and IGMA, and um, in 2020. Uh, AMA and FIGMA uh, basically joined to form the FGIA, which is the Fenestration Glazing Industry Alliance. Um, and so that has been a, it was an interesting time to change during the COVID period because that was January 1st, 2020 when we announced that. And then um, we've been trying to make this uh, a basically a unified organization through that turmoil. Uh, over the last couple of years, and we've been trying to find our way through that, which I think we've done a pretty good job considering the circumstances and all of the remote uh, networking and things like that. But so FGIA as an organization is relatively new um, combined with IGMA. Um, AMA originally, I think, was founded in 1936. And so that is an organization that was um, very well established in North America uh, previously. And, and I think AMA is a pretty well-known name in the industry and a lot of standards uh, and as well as IGMA here recently too. So um, it's, we have, a, I think a pretty good future ahead of us um, as a unified organization and now unfolding with NBC. Very, uh, very, uh, uh, I, I want to say uh, scientific technical uh, uh, organizations, uh, AMA, as you say, developed uh, uh, really a lot of the standards or, or at least one of the standards that are that are referenced in in, in most of the building codes across north america uh, uh right dan would you say that's a, a good characterization of the association yeah yeah I, I mean i'm a really a leader in the industry as far as standards development for window and door standards uh, in that regard and um coming together with the ig world uh has really um they had a really strong background themselves you know the igma yep um, so I, I think it, it's interesting to see how these are uh, coming together. Yeah, I, I I I always enjoy that. I always enjoy the conferences for that reason because you you get the you get the the big engineering geek out 
uh, in the meetings. <laughs> it's, it's a, <laughs> there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a lot of things you don't know or you didn't know you didn't know coming out uh, coming out in those because uh, you know you've got the people that are uh, actually figuring out what the test is going to be and 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 figuring out uh, how how you're going to do the science and the R and D on on a lot of things to uh, to determine what the standard is going to be. So uh, that's always uh, that's always been a neat feature. And yeah. Uh, uh, AMA and uh, and uh, IGMA coming together uh, made, made a lot of sense because I think I think there was a similar focus uh, on, on both of those organizations. David, let's turn to Fenestration BC. Uh, 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 give us the give us give us the history, give us the background, uh, and uh, and give us the uh, give us the focus. Sure. Well, about a decade ago, uh, Fenestration Association of BC came together in the merger of two existing industry associations. Uh, one was the Glazing Contractors Association of BC, GCA BC, uh, and uh, the other was Window and Door Manufacturers of BC, WDMA BC. And uh, I believe, this is before my time, but I believe uh, Zaina Gordon was executive director of those two separate industry associations. And then somebody suggested, why don't we just come together into a single association, call it the Fenestration Association of British Columbia, and, and uh, pool our resources and have a single full-time executive director for the new association and so that 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 is the history of uh, FENBC. Right and so it was and that was very much a, a pulling together of uh, I guess what we would say is the residential side of the industry yep. and the commercial side of the industry. Yes. Uh, uh, WDMA had uh, definitely been on the vinyl side and uh, and 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 the glazing contractors were were colloquially the aluminum side and uh, and uh, and 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 those two uh, came together, and it was a it was a it was a, a great a great experiment. Um, but although although AVFQ in Quebec had already conducted the experiment as well as several of the American associations, um, so you know there was uh, there was every reason to think it was uh, it was at least it was at least possible, and it and it and it was, and 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 it happened, and 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 that association went forward for. Uh, for many years, I, I remember that. I remember that occurring. It happened soon after, again, my uh, entry into things, uh, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a it was an interesting move for BC. So now we get to uh, uh, where we are today. Um, I, I guess um, Dan, just give us the um, give us the thirty thousand foot on 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 what has happened. What 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 is what what is what is what is this, the status of things now? What, 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 what's the new uh, structure look like? Um, and I, I guess maybe a bit about how all that came to be. Yeah, so <clears throat> recently we did, both boards uh, voted to um, join the organizations together and, and it really became, uh, FENBC became uh, basically a Canadian region of FGIA. So currently FGIA has a Southeast region which handles basically all Southern, Southeastern, um, United States, Florida to Texas, that whole Southeast region. And then we also have our Western region, which covers uh, basically the West Coast region of the states. And this became kind of like one of those regions um, in a sense where it's gonna have its own functioning board. Um, they're gonna be based in Canada and kind of be our voice uh, for the Canadian side of the industry. So does the region sort of send a, uh, a, a representative to the main FGIA uh, uh, meetings and, 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 and with a focus to speak on 
on on those things or um what uh, what what role do, do, do the regions actually uh, actually play in so the regions actually serve kind of more of a local uh, voice for that part of the the, okay. the region so whether it's canada or western us or eastern us um the the membership really enfolds into this greater organization membership of FGIA, mm-hmm. and then there's different classifications of um, if you just want to be part of the, the Canadian region or the uh, Western region or the Southeast region, you can just um, choose to be a member of either that or the broader organization. Oh, that's it. That that that's interesting. Okay, so so there's actually there's actually a different membership level there, and you can be you can be one or the other. And the and the the, the concept makes sense for sure because. Um, you know, when the FGIA is, 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 is doing their standards work, doing their, their, their technical work, um, you know, the, the things you're going to be looking at and the requirements in, for instance, Southwestern U.S. are going to be a heck of a lot different uh, than, uh, than, other parts of, uh, than other parts of North America, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's, you want to really focus in on what are the needs um, of your, your base where you're, where you're at. You know, so I think it really does provide that focus um, in those areas where they're set up. Yeah, and brings things a little closer, uh, maybe to the uh, to the membership uh, in 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 those areas. They can feel a little more like they're they're part of it, and they're having their own discussion before things get kicked up into a big a big national body. I can I can see how that makes sense. D- Dave, were those some of the things that went through the minds of uh, 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 there at Fenestration BC when you guys were were making the decision to go through with this? Well, yeah, there was a few things that that triggered it. Uh, the primary one, uh, of course, was the retirement of Zaina Gordon. And how do you replace a resource like that? Uh, it was going to be very difficult. There's not much of a, a talent pool of people out there who have the, the knowledge level technically and, and regarding the way things work in the industry that could serve in the position the way Zaina was serving. And so... You know, we might have been able, if, if we just stayed Fan BC, we might have been able to find uh, some a part-time person to just do the administrative role, but we would have lost that technical expertise. And uh, the board and the various committees uh, actually has placed a lot of reliance on Zaina over the years, and she was really a little bit the heart and the soul uh, uh, of the association. Uh, more so than for many other associations where you're, uh, you know, you're, uh, you just have an administrator. And so that was going to be a very difficult uh, position to fill. Uh, the other thing is we've been aware for a few years now that, that some of our commercial uh, and architectural members were complaining that our focus was too much on the residential. It was never our concern, never our intention to be like that and it was primarily based on who's volunteering to be on the board and 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 to be on the technical committee and education committee you know and we didn't have as much volunteer involvement from the commercial sector so what we have done uh, starting about three uh, years ago is we broaden our board and we've gotten a much better balanced board uh, between the residential and the commercial uh, but so this this Coming together as an FGIA region, uh, I mean, they strongly support the commercial and the glazing sectors. And so they have a lot of technical knowledge and, and, and a lot of horsepower in that area. So, you know, uh, we, we wanted to actually improve 
as an industry association and not step backwards. And this was a this was a way of doing it. And also, you know, as Dan uh, said in in uh, his comments when the announcement came out, you're taking advantage of economies of scale, you know, but you're sharing resources between two organizations. And the only way to really do share those resources will, with the full support of FGIA was for FEN BC to become an FGIA region. And it also, uh, there's a financial aspect to it in that for many years, Fenestration Association of BC uh, was running a Glazer uh, school. And that was, uh, uh, we were getting a strong source of income from that. But uh, the, the enrollment in that school went gradually down and, and eventually we had to close the school because basically what was going on out there is glaciers are, are far too valuable and there's so much work for them out there. People couldn't spare their glaciers to, you know, spend time in the, in the classroom. And so it dwindled down. And, and so the financial situation became less robust. And, uh, you know, we went from having a, a war chest, so to speak, that kept growing every year to one that was going to keep shrinking every year and eventually potentially get into the red. Uh, you know, so we we couldn't afford to uh, replace Zena with another equivalent person, uh, but we still wanted to provide the, the level of support, an even greater level of support than we have in the past. And how are you going to do that? Uh, so this was the way that we we chose to do that. It was a very attractive offer. And, uh, and uh, the board was very supportive of it. Because on that training piece, uh, FGIA has uh, what I believe it's the Fenestration Masters uh, program. Uh, Dan, do I have that right? Uh, uh, and and that, that would be available to uh, BC people now? Yeah, as well as there's a whole suite of uh, like installation masters, Fenestration Masters. There's a Fenestration Associates for a little bit of a lighter. Um, involvement study but yeah there's quite a few different educational programs that can be taken advantage of yeah so they can step into that role for sure and yeah i, I mean i i want to emphasize uh, uh dave's point and it's 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 i don't know what it is uh, I, I, ironic uh, poetic something it, it 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 parallels uh you know the margaret webb uh uh, uh thing really uh, uh fairly closely i mean i mean uh, uh the every association I think relies on on and it often does come down to one heart and soul person uh, who is uh, who is really uh, driving the agenda. Maybe at a larger organization like FGIA, there's probably several, but uh, our, our poor little Canadian associations often uh, often rely on 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 one or two people who are extremely passionate uh, about it and uh, and and really go above and beyond. You know, even if they are getting paid. Uh, uh, you know what they're getting paid uh as far as what they do for the association and and we saw that uh uh you know margaret you know just kept the igma alive and and made it what it was for 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 many many years uh and then when she uh justifiably decided it was time to retire the poor woman i, I don't know how many hours she was putting in um they uh you know it, it was it was a system of well we you know without that without that what do we do um, and, and, and margaret uh, was replaced by amy right and, and then, amy yeah, is and a former fan bc uh board member there, there you go the directors right you know so we there have that go. relationship that existing relationship and so yeah. we're kind of uh 
welcoming her back into the fold or they're welcoming us back into the fold and amy is uh, fantastic her columns for yeah. the, her columns for the magazine have been great she's so knowledgeable and uh it's actually uh it's actually a a, a neat thing for bc uh and and for canada to have her uh to have her voice down there at fgia because that's uh that's going to be very very helpful i think and and do a lot of the things that that, that margaret was uh was doing for the association uh, uh, i think so um yeah so so that's really been the that that's really been the the, the idea right dave for for fenbc uh ha, has been to just yeah get, get access to those broader broader resources keep things going um uh, but dan on on fgia's side um what were the conversations with the board like there what were seen as the the advantages or the benefits to the broader fgia of of having uh of having fenbc come in as a as a region yeah, I think that's a really good question because it, um, you know, anytime you do this, you got to weigh what are the the pros and cons and and what are the benefits here. And I, I think the benefits were numerous. Um, when you think about the membership at FGIA, they really do have a lot more opportunities for um, opening up networking relationships with other um, suppliers and customers potentially up in that region. Um, we basically have more expertise was another advantage. So you've got that, um, again, that localized knowledge of whether it be the building codes, um, the standards that are in that region, the things that are coming up uh, in, in local municipalities as far as uh, code and energy requirements. So to have that knowledge was uh, great. Also, when you think about um, IGMA, was did also have a, a very strong uh, Canadian uh, contingency and membership. And so th I think this further strengthens that so that we have um, a better uh, grasp on the, the codes and the, the changes in the industry in that region. Um, and then as we talk about um, trying to manage across the industry, I think we do get an economies of scale. So now we have um, the resources from FNBC combined with FGIA and, and together you actually end up with um, a lot of benefit from a, a staffing resource to be able to manage things better. Um, you can focus better in those areas. Um, and then it, it really does signal, I, I would say, a stronger cooperation between members across the border. So when you think about future unity um, for industry standards in North America, I think this is a really large step in that direction that's going to help us uh, bridge some gaps potentially where we may have Canada has their own standards, U.S. has their own. And um, I think the further we uh, unify in this regard, it's going to help um, unify the standards as well. You know, when you think about uh, NAFS was a big step in that direction, but I think there's more work to be done in that area yet too. Yeah. Um, harmonization is all the rage, yeah. right? Uh, every, every codes and standards, uh, meeting you're in. Uh, this is the giant effort is to get those uh, get those standards saying the same thing. Um, and uh, I, there's limits to that, uh, as I'm sure the Southwest people would would attest to. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's a uh, it, it, it's an ongoing thing. And this this furthers that for sure. Uh, I like your point uh, uh, about the uh, about the BC uh, 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 market. Uh, uh, Vancouver does a little building. Um, there's some money to be made there, right. uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, and and so that's uh, that's that 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 is nice that uh, to have everybody talking together like that for sure. 
um yeah those the, the, the those are good and, and the expertise i geez you, you got the mighty dave goldsmith uh you know is uh yeah wait to get him in the meetings dan you might yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> get off more and you can chew on that one maybe yeah yeah but i yeah. and I, I and i really like the point about putting the you know keeping the north america in uh in in, in the idea of a north american uh association it's it's one of the reasons that uh uh, we here at Glass Canada and Fenestration Review partner with the FGIA because we uh, we we we've really seen uh, uh, you know over the years that that ability to keep uh, the Canadian uh, uh, aspect of it involved uh, you know uh, 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 the conferences being held uh, sort of alternating uh, on either side of the border uh, that's been uh, that's been tremendous um, those are um, th those are things that uh, I, I think we you know. In Canada, you need to see if you're going to have involvement with an association. I mean, it's just it's it's very difficult when uh, when everything is done in the in in the U.S. with a U.S. focus, and we know why that happens. It's ten times the population, but yeah. uh, that that's that's a uh, that it's it's just you guys have done a, a great job in in my opinion with that. Dave, give me your thoughts on on that aspect of it. How how important is it to have um, to have a, a, a sort of a Canadian flavor or a Canadian involvement? in uh, in in the association that you're working with or, or is it or is it good enough to just you know the technical stuff is the same all over the world uh is it good enough to just you know well one of the things that came to my mind is the the supply chain's not very well harmonized let's put it that way hmm. uh and and i think our members would like to have a stronger voice uh and advocacy south of the border because frankly what happened with covid and the ridiculous supply chain disruptions our uh, our, our our manufacturers in bc experienced far greater just levels of disruption uh to the supply of glass to the supply of aluminum uh than did uh, the typical company south of the border and i've got a pretty good perspective on this because Ply Jam Canada is uh, an Amer is owned by Cornerstone, which is an American company. We have a lot of horsepower south of the border, and uh, frankly, we were able to maintain uh, our glass supply and our aluminum supply with a lot less disruptions than some of the other FenBC members. Hmm. And that was just because we're we're like a a, 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 a uh, international company. With, with a lot of a big voice south of the border, but we, we were watching what was happening to our other members and they're being put on allocations for glass and, and for aluminum and, you know, getting pushed around a bit by other companies, uh, you know, including Ply Jam Canada, <laughs> you know, we, we had, you know, we had other members of FanBC who had projects that they were committed to and, had to drop those projects and they were picked up by Plygem Canada. And, you know, that's not a, you know, great for us and all of that mm -hmm. stuff, but boy, as Canadians, we are sure in a vulnerable position, aren't we, Patrick? Yeah. We make windows yeah. we, and, and those windows have vinyl in them and they have a glass in them and they have aluminum in them, but we don't make glass. Right. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. and, and we, we, I don't know to what extent we, we make the raw materials, aluminum and vinyl, but, you know, if it's the same as glass, you know, so when, when, when something happens, it's going to be America first, right? Yeah. And, you Absolutely. know, so again, I have no idea whether this will significantly 
improve that situation, but I hope at least our our members manage to have a little bit of a stronger voice south of the border and and, and, and a, a better networking, mm-hmm. uh, which which Dan pointed out, uh, you know, and and hopefully you know this will put us in a stronger position uh, as a, as a nation. We we mine the aluminum, we send it south to get yeah. uh, processed and extruded. And then we buy the extrusions. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, on, it's, on, on the other side is how that is how that works. <laughs> oh yeah, but at least yeah. not, we don't have carbon emissions, right? Uh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, the most yeah, exactly. Thing. <laughs> the vinyl, the vinyl. I think. Uh, well, a lot, a lot of the components have to come out of Texas, as we found out, uh, and especially on the, especially on any of the rubberized stuff, um, the the seals, uh, gaskets, that kind of thing. Uh, we saw the massive shortages uh, with that, although. That had nothing uh, apparently less to do with COVID and more to do with those that ice storm uh, in in Texas. But um, it, it yeah it's 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 the, and and this but but really that this, this is on topic, uh, Dan because um, um, FGIA I know uh, is has has made strong is making strong advocacy efforts. Uh, you guys have a uh, a, a team that uh, you know approaches governments and and, and talks to that. Um, I, I I'm. I'm assuming uh, a, a lot of that focus uh, was traditionally uh, U.S. in the past. Um, what do you think you guys can do to be talking to uh, talking to the Canadian authorities and uh, and raising uh, raising the um, these 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 issues uh, on behalf of Canadians? Yeah, I, I think um, there's always room for doing more. Obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, I can cite examples in the past where we have been involved with some of the Canadian authorities. So when you think about the um, Energy Star or the Energy Goals um, that were set by the, uh, I think the the federal on the federal level in Canada um, for U values, window U values, and energy, you know, the different paths and the ways you could get there. We were invited up to those conversations at that point, you know, to have a conversation with. Um, all of the folks involved and understand, okay, what makes sense for windows and voice our opinion. Now, whether or not um, they listen fully to what we thought was appropriate or not is another question, but I do think um, we have been involved in those conversations in the past. And I hope uh, through FNBC, we might even have a stronger connection um, even regionally. You know, when you think about the, the regional uh, energy requirements in, in British Columbia, um, hopefully we'll have more of a voice in that region too, where I think we haven't had as much of a voice uh, in the past. So I, I see some opportunities here too. Yeah. And uh, Margaret, I believe is now the chairperson of the Canadian standards board or something like that. Right, David, uh, do, do you know uh, exactly? I didn't what hear she's anything. In? I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah. She's, she's, she's involved with, I, I believe she's chairing the, the, the CGSB or something like that um i boy I, I shouldn't talk at a turn but uh, i'd have to check the email again but uh, i saw i saw i saw something to that effect um so um that that's a uh, you know that's that's that is the kind of involvement that can that can go on not that you know margaret's not part of fgia anymore but that's that's the sort of that's the sort of place that real real change and real influence can happen and if, if fgia gets a seat at the table and then yeah with this connection to fenbc it seems to me that makes a nice um, that makes a nice alliance because I'll tell you when it comes to when it comes to energy codes uh, and standards, just like California in the U.S., 
BC is where the action is uh, in uh, in Canada. Yeah. That's that's where yeah. that's where yeah. things are. The and first stop. The Federation right, Association of British Columbia uh, about three years ago started a, a, an intergovernmental affairs committee, and we have been meeting on a regular basis. Uh, with officials uh, from Ministry of Energy, Mines and Low Carbon Innovation and uh, various municipalities like the city of Vancouver and talking about uh, the, the challenges of new energy efficiency standards regulation and what enforcement is going to look like uh, on that. Because you have the situation in BC, not many people are aware, is uh, there's, there's a different level required by the building codes and the energy efficiency standards regulations. Uh, and the energy efficiency standards regulations are not enforced via the building code. They're enforced by the Ministry of Energy Mines and Low Carbon Innovation. And we need some clarity on that. Like if you're selling, if you're selling a window in the lower mainland, can it be U1.8 or does it have to be U1.6 according to ESSR? It's still a muddy area, right? Mm -hmm. And so we point out to them, you know, how is this exactly going to work? And we have these ongoing conversations. And so Zaina's leadership was very central to that. And we hope to continue uh, those efforts uh, now that we are an FGIA region and get even stronger uh, regarding that. See, we have a fix for that in Ontario, Dave. We just take the, we just take the, the, the energy regulation and we put no enforcement or monitoring whatsoever uh, behind it, and so the law is there, but uh, no one is looking, and no one yep. and has, it has no ability to, to, to do Same anything. Same thing in BC, you know. And our, our salespeople are asking for guidance, and we're saying, you know, like you provide the U one point six window, and someone else is holding yeah. the U one point eight, right? Yeah, you the know? building codes but, are sort of enforced, but yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the energy, it's. it's, it's you know, and and so they 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 swore that they were going to begin enforcement on it, but we haven't. We've got our ears to the ground, and we haven't seen anything yet. And you know, we would never advise to you know not follow all the applicable standards and and regulations. But you know, when you wind up in a situation like this, it becomes a very muddy area, right? And so. Yeah. So we hope to get clarification and get everybody uh, uh, reading from the same playbook. That is one of the main functions of an industry association is to get everybody on the same level of understanding, reading from the play, same playbook and, and following the same set of rules uh, and, and assisting our members in, in understanding and doing that. For sure. Dan, you're the chair of a big industry association, um, and uh, so I I, I want to go up, uh, uh, I, I guess even uh, more philosophical, uh, uh, with you. Um, uh, you know, one one of the things uh, uh, we see in uh, in industry association involvement is uh, is you get uh, you know a few passionate people, the usual suspects who are uh, who are very keen, uh, and the constant struggle is to is to pull in all the involvement and all the players and and, and all the people that really should be uh, at the table. Um, what's your read these days on on the the the, the role of the FGIA, the engagement, um, and and I guess associations generally, and 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 the importance in in today's world. Uh, you know, when so much information is available so easily, um, are, uh, are, are you seeing continued and, and growing uh, uh, interest in, uh, in, in getting involved? 
Yeah, that, you know, you think about succession planning mm-hmm. in this uh, industry and, and it, it takes kind of a unique individual, I'll say, first of all, to want to go in and work on codes and standards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, uh, even at Pella Windows and Doors, we hire on uh, young hopefuls, you know, and we, we talk to them about, well, who who's interested in this? And, you know, and it's honestly, it's a difficult thing um, to get people involved. There are some people that do, but um, there's not a lot. And so I think um, I've heard from other members at FKA that, we do struggle. We are kind of an aging group, you know, and we were on a call the other day and I think the average um, time with the company on that call was like 25 to 30 years or something like that, you know? And so you've got this, um, I I would say an aging population happening in these industry organizations and um, every company that's a member is going to have to work uh, to find who are the next members they're going to pass the torch to you know we can have them carry on um, we do have at fga we do have quite a few um, newer members that are younger i would say you know and so there's a mix uh, but i think we could do better I, I think there could be more effort to bring in some of the um the young blood and get them interested in it and get them involved in it and engaged and uh, i honestly it's um it's, I think there's a lot of the way that you sell it, right? So the way that you um, say, hey, this is what this work is like. This is what this work is about. Uh, it's not just arguing over the wording of a sentence. Yeah, we do that sometimes, but uh, it's more than that, right? And, and if people see the vision of where we're going and why we're doing this, why is it important that we yeah. meet together and, and work on these standards uh, or work with local municipalities or governments um, on their legislation, on regulations, I think you'll get more people involved and more interested because they see a reason. They see they're they're passionate about making a difference. And uh, that's a big piece of how you sell it, I think, too. But um, overall, yeah, we we could do a better job of bringing in uh, younger members uh, from companies and uh, getting them involved, getting them up to speed on uh, kind of passing the torch and picking up a lot of this work. I, I'll, yeah, here, I'll, here at Plygem Canada, I've, I've trained my replacement three times now. Yeah. And the third guy <laughs> left about four months ago. And so now I'm on to number four. And, and it's a good thing that you know, I'm on the Freedom 75 program. After, <laughs> you know, maybe eventually I'll get I'll be able to lay this this portfolio down and put it in the lap of somebody else, but we're not there yet. I, I want a uh, I, I, I'll, I'll throw out a I'll throw out a proposal. We need a we need a a, a buddy system. Uh, maybe 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 um, two for one uh, 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 dues or, or two for two for one uh, registration fee at uh, at events or something like that. Where 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 the old guy has got to bring somebody younger uh, <laughs> yeah. from, from the organization yeah, <laughs> to the, to the, to the event. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Cause uh, that, 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 that's the kind of thing that's needed. And I, you know, the, 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 the young people I talk to uh, are, are interested. Uh, uh, they seem, uh, you know, they, they, they seem to get 
the concept. Uh, a lot of times it's a question of confidence. I mean, what, you know, whether you're willing to stick your hand up at a meeting, you know, is a lot different whether you've been in the industry five years or 25 years or, or 35 years in Dave's case. Although I think Dave probably started sticking his hand up within the first five months. Uh, <laughs> no, I was shy for the first 10 yeah, years sure. of, you know, yeah. and then I, I, I decided, you know, better to do something about something you see that's not right than to just complain why doesn't somebody do something about this right yeah but then so yeah it, it it makes it, it it communicating the importance of uh of, of what goes on is 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 important uh and uh and uh you know the why do people argue over the wording of sentences well because it matters and it's important and, and, yeah. and every, you know, yeah. and, and everybody's, everybody's, you know, intense about it and, 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 and wants to get it right because that next code cycle is five years away and you're stuck with whatever you've done. Um, so, uh, so I think, uh, I, I think that can, that message can get out there, but um, what, what, what do you think on that one, David, like, like um, associations still as important as they were, is it changing? Is it a different role? What's the what's, well, what's yeah. your position on it? They are more important than they ever were. Mm. I mean, we we increased important in importance when NAVs came in and the Canadian supplement to NAVs. Before that, uh, they didn't really take a close look at the windows. Everybody was designing to A three B three C three as a minimum. Uh, under the old standard, and that was the maximum requirement for housing in small buildings. So, so long as you had a test report somewhere in your back pocket that said A3, B3, C3 for everything, no one cared about the windows and no one was expect in inspecting the windows. And then so BCBC 2012 came in uh, in January of 2013 and all hell broke loose. And that was the beginning of my involvement to try and fix this situation. There was a problem uh, with the Canadian supplement where it was generating uh, specified design pressures and uh, water resistant pressures that were excessive compared to what an engineer would specify. So we had to get that straightened out in the BC code and we successfully did that. And now the emphasis is on the thermal performance and meeting, meeting targets like net zero. And these could be very disruptive targets for our industry and very disruptive uh, to our members uh, if they're not implemented uh, in, a, in a mindful way. And so we really need to be there advocating for our members and pointing out flaws in the system and inconsistencies that are going to make it difficult for people to comply or make it so it's not a level playing field for everybody. So it's only going to get more and more important, especially as we go towards 2030 and some of the uh, some of the uh, carbon reduction goals regarding the building sector that are look like there are going to be going to go ahead, you know, barring some kind of major social disruption, uh, you know, so we got to take them at their word and do we need to be ready to deal to deal with this and to help our members become compliant with, with whatever the future requirements are. So it's more important today than it's ever been, Patrick. Yeah, that, and that's what I was jotting down while you were talking. We got embodied carbon is coming. Uh, we've got uh, uh, regulation of retrofits uh, is coming uh, to, a, to a much greater, greater degree than we've seen. Um, those, uh, uh, even on the residential side, uh, renovations that need a building permit, uh, uh, may now have energy uh, attached to that. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, I love your point. It's, it's more important than ever, uh, uh, to get involved in it. What's that look like on the American side, Dan? Is, uh, is there going to be, um, are they, are they, are they looking at, is anyone outside of California talking about embodied carbon? Do you think that's coming? Oh yeah. Yeah. You hear it. I mean, I, I think that's an international discussion, right? You know, so we're already working with um, Canadian group EC3 that's involved in uh, basically a calculator to help windows and doors calculate that. But yeah, it's, it's definitely coming. Um, I think it's becoming more of a, a forefront conversation, actually. In, in the, uh, I, I think we'll see more of it coming along. And, and as far as the importance of the industry organization, I'm reminded of an old thing. Um, if you don't have a seat at the table, you're probably on the menu. You know. Yes. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> that's that's a that's that that's a that's a grim image but uh yeah i think it uh, i think it makes two, sense yeah two, two wolves and a sheep deciding on what's for dinner yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly well listen guys this has been a great discussion uh uh, uh thanks so much for uh, coming in here and uh, and and explaining the, the the merger and then and then getting into uh, uh a, a lot of other stuff uh i think uh i i, I hope uh, uh all the members in BC find this to be uh, 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 very beneficial. I think uh, I, I would encourage uh, everyone to uh, uh, get involved, get out to that next FGIA event, uh, uh, get on the next uh, uh, call or conference or whatever is happening. But uh, Dan, Dan, give us a, uh, uh, what is hap What is up next for the FGIA? What's the next chance for uh, everyone to get together? About soon. Yeah, we're, we're meeting in Chicago here in a couple of weeks. Right. So the last week in September, we're going to be in Chicago at FGIA. It's our fall conference, and if you can't make that one, uh, be sure to make our, our annual conference, which is going to be in kind of the San Diego, I think the San Diego area, uh, mm -hmm. Southern California, um, in February. So that'll be the week of February 14th, I believe, is is the next one. So those are I would encourage you to to come if you can, because it's going to be a lot of people there, and we're starting to gain more momentum exiting this COVID era and the the scare of. <laughs> Yeah, and here and all of that. So Chicago's Chicago's a blast. Uh, yeah. San, San Diego is San Diego is hard to beat, uh, and uh, and uh, you know the flights from uh, the flights from BC are not uh, are not too bad uh, to both of those locations. So uh, uh, David, on the on the FNBC side, do you have meetings coming up? Do you have yeah, we do in November? We're going to have a, a technical meeting. Uh, we used to have the technical conference in the spring and industry conference in the fall. We switched that up. We're having the technical conference in, in, the, in November this year, and that'll be a chance for our members to get back uh, again in person uh, and, and uh, you know, maybe shake hands, embrace, and how you doing? <laughs> and uh, we, 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 we didn't go away. We're still, we're still in business as an industry association, and let's get back, let's get back to work uh, on uh, helping our members achieve what they need to achieve. The website is fgiaonline.org uh, on, uh, uh, for, the, for the main website. Are you guys still maintaining the Fenestration BC website, uh, David, or is that yep. it's, it's It's still maintained. It's now maintained by uh, FGIA uh, resources. Right. Uh, the, the keys to the cabin have been handed over. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, 
And, and so it, basically what happened was as a legal entity, FANBC was dissolved and a new legal entity was created that is the region uh, that, that is uh, basically owned by uh, FGIA. Okay. And uh, we're, we're, we're very much positioned for the future now and we're going to be stable financially and and have the right resources to provide our members uh with with the services that they were looking for and even better services in the future okay that's the main thing that we've achieved here yeah uh, as part of this transition we went from a really hazy situation where we're not sure what the future looks like to uh, a really uh, a bright future i believe yeah yeah I think I, I think I think that's probably that's probably the case. And as a note on our end on the magazine, uh, 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 those of you who look at Glass Canada will be uh, aware of the Canada's Glass Associations page. Essentially, this is a roundup of uh, association reports uh, from uh, from across the uh, across the country. Um, which uh, David has been uh, pestered mercilessly to uh, contribute to. <laughs> and I just kept now, teasing and teasing and teasing. Right? And teasing and teasing and teasing. And, uh, and, and David is now absolved. Uh, That's right. Uh, now that now that uh, now that FNBC is, is is part of the FGIA, we'll be looking forward, I think, to uh, to Amy's reports, uh, 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 which are which are FGIA wide. But uh, she'll be she always is talking about Canadian matters, and uh, and so uh, that that'll that sort of thing will be appearing in the uh, in the FGIA column, which appears in every issue. So, yeah, Dan, uh, I don't know if you want to talk to uh, you, you mentioned in your comments when the announcement was made that. <laughs> FGIA is looking for a new technical resource that's going to be committed to uh, to the Canadian uh, portfolio. Oh. Is that right? Um, I'm going to have to defer on that question because I'm not exactly sure where we're at with that process. The, the, um, I do think they're looking to restructure the way that we manage the Canadian side with, you know, with Amy and um, how the responsibilities that she's trying to take on there. Um, she's going to be able to be more focused. But I'm going to have to defer on that question because I don't know the, the updated status on that one yet, Dave. So we'll uh, maybe I'll leave it a teaser. It could yeah. be. We <laughs> love teasers. Keep so we'll... teasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tease it out there. Okay, so so more to come on that front. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to talk to you guys again to, uh, to 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 get the update in the future. Dan Dan Parrish from FGIA, Dave Goldsmith from uh, from FNBC and Plygem. Uh, and uh, Dan's from Pella. Can't not mention it. Uh, thanks so much for uh, having uh, having a talk with us today. Thank You're you welcome. very much. It's always a pleasure, Patrick. See you at the next meeting. Absolutely. <laughs> Fenestration Conversation is a presentation of Fenestration Review Magazine and Annex Business Media.